0: I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode. Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Well, good morning and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Broadcasting live from my car because sometimes you just gotta get it done and it doesn't matter how it gets done, it just needs to get done. So I'm recording this week's episode in route to an investor lunch, which is really great. I'm excited. always love mingling with investors. But this week in Miami, there is a conference going on. That's a pretty big tech conference, and there's always fun events to to get to. But of course, my podcasting schedule is being rearranged a little bit, and I wanted to get an episode out to you guys. Um, Because there's been something on my mind, I think is... A message that is worth sharing. So I'm doing research for an interview, which I'm really, really, really excited about. Um, that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks with uh, Ray Wong, who wrote a book called uh, "Everyone Wants to Rule the World." Everybody wants to rule the world, and it's a it, the book is it's obviously it's a business book focused a lot on data and sort of the future of of business and the economy and there's one idea that I was reading through last night which we're going to touch upon on the interview but in from a different angle but he talks about Maslow's hierarchy of needs so the human hierarchy of needs as you'll be as you will remember to refresh your memory is like You know the different levels that human beings need in order to be you know feel safe and happy and satisfied and with their lives so like you know the basic level is you know you need water and air right and then from there you need to feel safe right you need a feeling of safety and then as it goes up you know you need to feel uh love and uh, significance right so there's all these different levels and you know if you as you sort of satisfy each need right, then you can kind of focus on optimizing the the next level, right? So in the book, though, he mentions that businesses also have a hierarchy of needs. And this I thought was really cool. It's something I haven't thought of before. And there's different levels, right? And actually, because I'm in the car, I can't recite each level to you, but more or less saying that you know, big organizations or traditionally, we always thought about the hierarchy needs the base starting with compliance, right? Making sure that you're kind of like following all the rules and the laws when you're doing a business, which is pretty basic. And then higher up from there is like operational optimization, right? And then as you progress up this triangle, this like hierarchy triangle figure, you You get to innovation and growth. And then at the very top is brand. Okay. So let's think about these big, like mammoth organizations like the Nikes and the Coca Cola's, right? They think of their organization in this way. And what has happened in the past, like 20 years, is that, you know, a lot of startups came through and they flipped that on its head, right? The brand becomes the most important piece. And the idea of kind of like compliance and opera, uh, um, operational optimization is sort of like not at the base of that hierarchy, right? And so we get into this this rhythm of sort of building this brand, right, this idea, this why, and then just focused on like hyper growth and, you know, kind of like building the plane as it flies. And that's, I guess, the experience that many of of you out there listening may, may be familiar with, right? It's, it's about you figure it out in a startup. So what I wanted to discuss today is the idea of how you really prepare yourself for growth, right? So if the big organizations understand that to have steady growth, right, that operational optimization needs to be one of the most basic elements like the most basic need of a business, right? But in startup world, we tend to be so focused on, you know, building a cool product or building a cool brand or a brand that people are, you know, satisfying that, that pain point, right? And then we kind of get stuck a little bit at this crazy um, need to grow, right? This crazy need to grow quickly, and we tend to build our teams haphazardly. We tend to not be very good at planning. And again, like I'm, I'm saying this is through the experience with founders that I've worked with, but also in my own business, because I feel like, yeah, we get really excited. We, we want to serve the customer really well. And we sort of feel like we can almost at times like skip a bunch of steps to just sort of like get the thing out of the world and sell, 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 sell. But the reality is, is that until the operations are in place properly, you actually make life much more difficult to sell and grow. It actually becomes nearly impossible to grow in any scalable way unless you have the operations uh, systems in a place, at least in a very basic way, have those systems in place so let's talk about three areas that are really important to have your systems in place in order to grow the first one is your sales processes right now we tend to think a lot that especially now marketing has replaced a sales department for a lot of businesses and on the one hand it's really wonderful right because we have so much data now, like so many ways to get information from the marketing side that we can follow a customer's journey from, you know, awareness to purchasing and all the way through so closely, we can actually deliver automated messages that are going to sort of help filter people through every stage of the journey. That's great, right? But, but there is another side to that, Right? is that if we sort of meditate, we start with sales, right? So let's say that we have a service-based business where we need to get people on the phone for a demo, right? We need to start, the basic thing is to start with that process and really gain a deep understanding of who, you know, how we sell to customers, what are the messaging that we share with customers, and you want to start, of course, experimenting, right? This is the beginning where you're trying to gain a lot of customers, you're trying to get the word out there. But I'm trying to stress that the documentation of that process, the building of the processes, right? The uh, objection handling Right, that all of these things, while we're sort of doing this discovery phase, that we're also laying the foundation for the SOPs for these processes that we're going to put in place that's going to allow us to grow our sales efforts, right? And also to inform the marketing in an intelligent way. Because sometimes when we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks from the marketing side, right? We end up wasting like a lot of time energy and resources and, and frankly money, right? And maybe you're not even spending ad dollars, right? Maybe you're just spending money on subcontractors like designers or, or, um, content creators. And if we don't have that very basic first layer of sales processes and an understanding of how we sell, how we handle those objections, all those things that the marketing is just not going to be effective, right? So when we're building our business, let's put our sales hats on always first and don't lead with the creative content. Don't lead with sort of all these crazy creative ideas. Start with a solid base of, okay, what do we know works? A lot of businesses, a lot of founders that I see or businesses tend to really struggle because they don't find their addressable market. Like they don't find their actual customers before they start building all of these crazy campaigns. Like you need to actually have people buying your thing before you can start any big marketing campaign or any big marketing effort. Like you just need to start with the facts, right? You need to get your product, your service, out into the world, talk to your customers, take surveys, understand, you know, what, what's what, right? So that's the basic, basic level. Number two, of course, then we start with the marketing. We start to put the pieces together from what we've learned on the sales side and we infuse that into the marketing strategy, right? So we're not building a marketing strategy blind, And again, I think a lot of, a lot of founders, like we just, we, we, we want the marketing is kind of like the fun part, right? And it's sort of the piece that we see most obviously, right? We're just going to start that social and start those campaigns and just start that newsletter and just get it started and do it sort of without that sales piece information. Right. But we need to think like every single thing that we do in marketing Yeah, brand awareness is important, especially when you're just beginning. But everything you do in sales, uh, in marketing has to support sales. That is the objective of marketing. And so when we're building out our marketing strategy, you better believe that all of that research, all of that, um, all of those actual human interactions you had on the sales side will inform mold and shape that marketing, uh, strategy and ultimately the marketing system you put into place. Right. And then the third, in my opinion, the third sort of basic need of a startup is to get your people processes in place. So again, this sometimes seems to be an afterthought again as well. And I've been on the receiving end. I've surely, you know, as a person that services startups, you know, I've been contracted, you know, that's how, I, how I, I work, right? I get contracted by startups and the lack of process and this idea that the excitement of working at a startup, right, or using the excuse of like kind of the fast pace of startups is sort of an excuse really to sort of have things not tied together, not have contracts in place, not have policies in place. And what ends up happening is like a workforce that feels like very uncomfortable, right? So, really get your onboarding right. Oh, my goodness, your onboarding right. And even before you think about bringing on a team, I really suggest having come up with like a process to onboard. Uh, team members into your business. And I also would argue that even if they're subcontractors, like individual contributors, they're not employees, still treat them as if they were employees. Like if you were starting a company, what is the information that you would like to know, right? What is the kind of support that you would like to know? Because when all of these questions are kind of out there for your, for your team, it makes a very uncomfortable environment, right? But what you're trying to build from the beginning is a, a workforce, right? Uh, Like a, a, for a workforce of enthusiastic, like raving fans of your business, because you can't do it alone. You just can't. You're not ever going to build something of value and worth that's sustainable, that can actually grow without having a team, right? You know, as a founder, you, you create, you know, the product, the service, you are the leader, but the people are the ones that build the business. So we want these three layers, right? We want to be directly informed by the client. We need that sales intel, in order to actually formulate the marketing plan, the marketing strategy, right? One that's actually going to be effective. And once you have those sort of ironed out, and again, ironed out in the sense of a jumping off point, nothing has to be perfect because everything is going to shift and change. But you need consensus. You need consensus on what that, um, sales plan, the sales values, the objection handling those clients are, you know, how they interact with the the product, all of that stuff, and the messaging, the communications that you're going to start with for the marketing. There needs to be a consensus because if you don't have consensus, then you're going to be wasting time as well. And then the third level is take care of your people. Take care of your people. Make sure that they are onboarded correctly, right? That you support them, when they're starting to work with you that there's immense amount of clarity. And again at any level. This could be for a virtual assistant or this could be for an intern or this could be for a, you know, a financial controller that you have on as an employee. It really doesn't matter the level, but you have to you have to realize that you're building a culture in your company from day one. And every person that you interact with is experiencing that culture, the way that you show up as a leader, the way that you clearly communicate what their role and responsibility is, responsibilities are, right? So these basic pieces are going to set you up for success. because once you have the uh, plan in place and the systems in place, then you can effectively turn up the heat on the lead gen and start scaling the sales and getting that really good data to help you just keep refining the messages on the sales side on the marketing side and even on the culture side right as you grow you will change and you will learn but don't don't fly blind right obviously you're building the plane as you're flying it that's what startup life is but don't fly blind give yourself the gift of meditating on the systems, the processes, the SOPs you can put into place that's going to standardize everything you're doing. Even if it changes, at least you have it down on paper, right? And you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel when you are building out marketing campaigns or bringing on new team members. And the last thing I'll say about this is You know, having these systems and processes in place are going to help you go so much faster. And I think a lot of times we don't put these things in place because we think, oh, it's going to change. It's just going to change. So I might as well not even start. And that really is, it's really something that I struggled with for many years. And what ended up happening was exactly what I mentioned. It's starting always from scratch. Whenever you have um, a new client onboarding into your into your business, whether they're purchasing something, right? It's like I've I've been in a service based business and a product based business, right? And I remember even on the product side, you know, every time we got a new order, we still didn't have it together of like what is the packaging and what kind of note we're putting in here and running to the, you know, running to print off something new. This is of course part of the process. It is, but the stress, the headache, the time you can save by just being decisive, being decisive, but flexible. So you make a decision, you stick with your decision, you go with it. And with the knowledge that you're going to revisit it, you're going to continuously upgrade it, but you have to move forward. And so on your sales process, your sales communication material, your marketing strategy, and your onboarding for your team. Just start with something and get it down, right? And once you have it down, those little incremental upgrades, are gonna be so much easier to do. I'll give you one example. Like I have, whenever I start working with my teams, I have a communication standards document. And you cannot imagine how long it took me to put the damn document together. Um, and this is sort of like here's all the tools we use. Here's exactly how we use them. Like here's examples of how we use them. It's really important because, like at the basic level, like you know, if we're, we use Slack in our teams, right? And not everyone uses Slack in the same way. And um, you know what channels that you have. What what um, types of messages do you put through each channel? Like that's how granular. Um, I wanted to get in my communication guidelines. So I got a first draft out into the world and it's, it definitely isn't great, but I can see now, okay, well, I have a list actually right now on my desk of the upgrades I need to make to those communication guidelines, but I know that it's only going to take me three minutes to upgrade that, that document. But the problem is, is like how long, how many weeks it took me to actually get that out into the world? Because I thought, you know what? I know that this, this isn't going to be perfect because it's not until, you know, we start using these standards that we're going to see like, okay, this isn't working or this is working. So I sort of suggest that in every piece of your business. So I hope this was helpful. Um, just document, 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 and this could be as easy as just recording you do a vi- like recording yourself in video as you do processes and things. Um, or when the feeling moves you to just say like, okay, we should do this in this way, X, Y, and Z. Pop up the recording app on your phone like I'm doing right now and just get it down and just store it in a file. And then someday you can get an intern or a virtual assistant to organize it all. But just get it down. You don't have to wait till it's perfect to start your systems and processes and start optimizing your operations because that is just going to give you the foundation for skyrocketing your growth. All right, that's it for this week. See you back here next week, hopefully. And yeah, have a great week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and i hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on instagram and tag me at ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.